The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Homeboy 88 of the Video Game Connection Podcast. Now with video on Spotify, just like Joe Rogan, complete with a special intro, game clips, movie clips, and music videos all in one show. It's a jam-packed hour of a great audio and visual experience. So check it out on Spotify and press play. One of the only video podcasts out today. So Type in the Video Game Connection podcast on Spotify to experience the show. Thank you. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! We interrupt this regularly scheduled program with breaking news from Dollar Club Wrestling. Dollar Club champion Rock Hard Jim was viciously attacked by a masked assailant outside of 112 North Midland Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania earlier this morning. Here's security footage that we recovered from the scene. After the assault, we were able to get a few words from the not so enthused champion via satellite. What do you call a man that attacks you from behind? I guess the word would be a coward. Well then what is the word for a man who attacks you from behind? It has a mix. I think the word is little bitch. You just made the biggest mistake of your life, little bitch. Because I am the champion. I am Dollar Club Wrestling and I make the rules. So on October 27th, at Mischief Night, with the title on the line, you will be there, and you will recognize me. If you have any information on this mask assailant, please contact your local authorities or email dollarclubwrestling at gmail.com. This is Courtney Bensley from Channel 10 News, signing off.
and I have put it directly on my shoulder. And come November 19th in my backyard, the metropolitan area, Newark, New Jersey, I ain't fighting Regal, I ain't fighting Moxley, I ain't fighting Penta, no, no. I am fighting every single sorry scumbag who ever told me I wasn't good enough. And I am going to take this heavy chip off my shoulder and shove it down each and every single one of their throats when I become your new AEW Champion of the World! Because I am a generational talent. Max, 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 Max. I get it, I get it. You want John Moxley at 100% full gear, and trust me when I say, we won't lay a hand on that man, right? Perhaps you got a little bit comfortable since you've known me for a very long time. So Virginia, we're gonna cut Stokely some slack, huh? If John Moxley gets past Pentagon tonight in the main event, at full gear, I need him 110%. So him and Regal and all his weirdo fanboys got no excuses when I beat him in that ring. So you don't go near him, you don't lay a hand on him, hell, you don't even look at him. Or you're fired. Phrase in three, two, one, because my name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and I'm better than you. Well, MJF enlisting the firm to skip to the front of the line, but it seems that he has no more use for them. He wants Moxley or Penta at 100%. Oh, boom! Go for another one. Oh no, Death Rider! Two in a row from Moxley, and he retains! Now we're this match, and still all Alien Wrestling World Champion, John Moxley! It's a hell of a match there. Yeah, sometimes you win, sometimes you earn. He earned it, guys. He certainly did, but did you notice that smirk from Moxley? I think. John Moxley knows he escaped by the skin of his wait, teeth. Wait, 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 wait! What the hell? That's wait, that's Morris W. Morrissey, Big Bill, the firm, the firm for sure. The firm has hit the ring, and now Ethan Page is in there. There you see Lee Moriarty and the guns. I mean, this, the is, guns. this is after MJF told Stokely Hathaway, "Stay away." What a shot right there! Mox after this brutal battle with Penta, getting attacked here by the firm. That's Lee Moore. Well, there's Stokely. Yeah, Stokely's coming out. Well, look at the face of Stokely that time. 
almost defiant at doing Max said. W. Morrissey just raining down right hands on the head of the AEW World Champion. Hey, this Morrissey, man, look at the size of this man. I can never get over how big he is. Yeah, some help out here. Yeah, we need some help. I can tell you that because it is basically what seven on one. We Hold on, you hearing this, guys? Yeah, we got some, something going on in the back out of our BCC locker room. No one can get in, no one can get out. Obviously, the door has been changed shut. I gotta get some bull cutters. The, the Blackpool okay. Combat Club, they had said that they have to discuss all the things going on, but they, they've been they're trapped in that, they're locked in, that, in their own room. So they cannot help John Moxley at all. And now the firm just free to run roughshod all over the AEW World Champion. He is at their mercy with nobody to help out. We heard MJF earlier say to Stokely emphatically, you know, I, I, I don't know God. what's going on here, guys, but Mox is about to get worn out here. Yeah. Now Austin Gunn with the chair in hand. Oh, Moxley! He's a fighter. But oh, but Ethan Page! The numbers are too great here, guys. Absolutely, it's way too great. And nobody to help him. This is horrible. And remember, MJF used the firm to take the shortcut to whoa, the whoa, top. Oh, MJF here. He's, hold on, look. What's he? He's conflicted. You can what see his force. face. He's got Moxley. He's got Moxley coming up in full gear. He wants that help, but he don't want to help. What's he going to do here? Wade's walking back. Moxley's all alone. And now just leaving John Moxley to the firm. Well, you know what? Hey, I kind of don't blame him. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Here he comes. MJF charging in. Oh, he's coming in hot here. He's kicking these guys all off of, off of Mox. He said he, he heard it before. He just said to Stokely, you're fired. He did fire him, right? MJF had the firm on retainer. And he Six told them not to touch John Moxley. Six. Holy cow, that came out of nowhere. And you want to, I mean, you talk about how dangerous W. Morrissey is. Ethan Page as well, just vicious. Especially with that Taekwondo background, with that kick. Even Stokely's getting in on wearing out the former guy they worked for yes, in MJF. So much for that retainer. You fire the firm, and they're going to take their revenge. They are just beating the hell out of MJF out of nowhere. First, they beat up Mox. They are completely out of control. They should be fined for this. They oh, should man, be this maybe suspended for all of this. I think this is just beginning, Shivani. Look at that grin on Ethan Page's face. All ego. Ethan Page now has MJF up. He goes edge. For the Eagles edge. MJF just sent crashing to the mat. That was a sickening thud right there. Good Lord. What a statement made by the firm here tonight. Not only an assault on the AEW World Champion, John Moxley, but an assault on the man that will face Moxley on Saturday, November 19th at Full Gear. They are just tossing around MJF like, like he's garbage. We had security come out to try to help. They couldn't help out. The Blackpool whoa, 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 whoa. I think W. Morrissey is fixing to do something real bad. Watch came off, and you can see the look in that man's eyes. Morrissey. Now, oh, MJF right. trying to fight out there. It's fighting, man. The number's just too great for MJF. It's just, yeah, it's definitely too many men. Ox was worn out. He's, not, he's damn near not even around. He's hurt so bad. Cleared off the timekeeper's table. 
Morrissey with the, the hook around the throat of MJF. MJF fighting at the very end here, guys. Look at this. Oh, you might, at the very end, you might be right, because this is going to be ugly. Oh, no. MJF. God almighty. God almighty. To the table. Neither the champion nor the challenger are going to walk into full gear at 100%. Well, coming up live this Friday night at Rampage, Wardlow defends the TNT Championship against Matt Taven. Then next week at Dynamite, Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. All Atlantic Championship match, Orange Cassidy versus Luchasaurus and Ray Fenix. And we will keep an eye on this situation. We'll have more for you this Friday night, live at Rampage. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.
everyone and welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host is back once again. He's the Dollar King. He's the sexiest man in Philadelphia. He is Kevin Sexy Time Panetta. Welcome back to the Skirmish and go Phillies bro. I'm representing for you man. Fly Phillies fly. I just ripped off the Eagles song there. Awesome man. Do you guys have a realistic chance, you think, of knocking off the Astros? Or are we praying for a miracle, bro? This team just has so much moxie, no pun intended to uh, John there, moxie. Uh, they just come back whenever they're down, they hit home runs, they clutch. Uh, it's just like uh, meant to be. It's one of those Cinderella stories where uh, somebody in Philadelphia found a genie and rubbed it and made some witches to uh, make everything fall our way this year. It's be a great time to be in Philadelphia right now. Unbelievable, man! It sure is, and um, what a what a weird topsy turvy fucking dynamite, bro! I mean, we started off with a bang in many ways, pretty decent matchup. Usually, I wouldn't really care about it, but it was good. But before I get into that, is there do, do we do, are we getting back the elite essentially, bro? Yeah, is that what we're feeling? It's coming back. You saw that one uh, vignette for him too, where they did the right. famous, uh, snap thing, where they disappeared. They're definitely coming back soon. What does that even mean? It was a weird sort of vignette, bro. I, I, I don't know if I even liked it or not, but it was just weird. I would have liked it if they paid better money for the better effects. You know, I think I can find a better green screen version to that like snap <laughs> effect. I actually have it on my computer. Honestly, I, I can do it just as well. For a million dollar company, they should have got a better version of that. I like uh, right. I like the thought process behind that. Absolutely, I agree, man. And I think you do a fine job at Dollar Club Wrestling. But most importantly, bro, we've got Mischief Night tomorrow night, right, right here on Dollar Club Wrestling, and I'm pumped. It's El El Gato Pussy Grande versus Rock Hard Jim Penders. And it's for the Dollar Club World Championship, right? I mean, yeah, man. Dollar Club World Championships on the line. No holds barred. It's an outdoor brawl, um, a casket match, though. So uh, weapons are allowed, kind of like ECW, AEW rules, uh, no disqualifications. Uh, I produced the match, too. I produced uh, the whole card, too. I'm pretty excited to uh, show it. Um, see what you're doing on a Dollar Club budget. <laughs> the Dollar Club budget. Hey, man, I'm looking forward to actually doing the Dollar Club play-by-play, bro, with uh, my partner in crime in Dr. Jeff Lippman, who usually would be joining me on all sorts of shows. But I thought, you know what? It's time for a little bit of a mix-up, as in, you know, let's mix it up a little bit. So here you are. It's just you and I instead of the three of us. And, man, I can't wait for tomorrow night, Kev. I'm pumped. Uh-huh. I'm thankful. I'm grateful of you guys doing this commentary. It's going to uh, make the event even more special. And uh, we have a couple like uh, surprise features on there. We have a uh, our hardcore intercontinental champion still doing a promo. He gets hit, like uh, this new challenger, Rock Bottom, with his uh, manager, uh, the Doom Devil, have challenged him for the hardcore intercontinental championships. You're going to see them go a little back and forth. Uh, Shadow Pat made a little intro video. <laughs> what Mischief Night means to him, um, and. Uh, and the Dong Skipper, Johnny Johnny the Jobber, did a little uh, cameo. He'll be on. No, the no way. Johnny the Jobber is back. Yeah, he's our well, he's our Michael Buffer now. He's our little uh, <laughs> ring intro boy. 
<laughs> is he gonna give us a? Let's get rid of the rumble. He's got his, oh, he's got his own. He's got his own phrase. You'll see. It's gonna be pretty uh, interesting. I can't wait to show it to you. As long as it doesn't involve scissors, I'm no, all good, bro. <laughs> uh, and then uh, tomorrow's gonna be a dollar ween, dollar bonanza too. There's gonna be seven Whoa. bonus dollars given out for the. Uh, the girls with the hottest Halloween costumes on online for the week too. So it's gonna be seven oh, bonus shit. dollars. So so let me get this straight. We're not only getting one dollar tomorrow night, we're getting seven dollars, bro. Well, you're getting a dollar for every show during the week, plus seven bonus additional dollars for Halloween <laughs> costumes. So it's gonna be a fourteen dollar <laughs> bonanza day. That's a record for most dollars given in one particular week. Well, yeehaw to that, bro, because that sounds like a bonanza indeed. And like I said, man, I'm pumped. For Mischief Night, tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central, actually 8 p.m. Eastern, not Central. I guess it would be 7 p.m. Central, would it not? Uh, yeah, well, 8, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central, yeah. That's it, that's exactly right. Well, let's get into some AEW Dynamite. And uh, we start off from the, what was it called, the Chartway Arena in Norfolk, Virginia. Virginia? And um, they love Virginia, bro. Yeah, they do. Isn't that uh, isn't that Hangman's hometown? But he's uh, hurt. I, I think it is. I, see, see, that's the thing, Kev. I still think it's a work. I still think they're covering his ass just because he needed to, this cool off period, bro. He was. Let's be honest, man. Let's talk about actually the cowboy, the resident cowboy from Virginia, right? Um, man, I just feel like it was too convenient with the way he went out, dude. And every time I look at that replay, yeah, sure, he kind of landed side-on on his face sort of thing. But it wasn't too bad, man. I mean, come on, really? He's going he's gonna to get a concussion? Or maybe he knocked himself out. It wasn't it us saying this last yeah, week, yeah, the three of us? Up already. I think it was that, if anything, bro, that actually caused, if he does have a concussion, if it's legit, I wouldn't be surprised if it was from those self-inflicted punches. I mean, what a goose, bro. Yeah, well, I, I disagree with that. I, I don't think it's a work. The self-punches could have contributed to it, too, but uh, the car, the karmic wrestling gods uh, definitely had some karma to them that uh, doesn't <laughs> take any permission or doesn't take any advice, doesn't listen to Moxley, you know, then it just happens to happen against Moxley, too. Uh, just just the, the wrestling karma, my man. Wrestling karma. Wrestling karma, man. It's a real thing. It's legit. Absolutely. Well, anyway... We'll see what happens with Hangman Adam Page because, I mean, let's be honest, man. This is a blessing in disguise for him, legit or not, because he needed this time away. So when he does come back, I guess he'll be more over than ever, man. He will, well, not more than ever. When he uh, first was coming up and got the world title, he was he got over for a minute, and then uh, they, could, they didn't give him a storyline, which is why he faltered. <laughs> they kept him with the dork order, you know, and then... Uh, yeah. Which he still is kind of doing. It's maybe it's a self a lack of self confidence on his own part, you know. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't look not confident though. That's the thing, man. But he's he seems self aware of what the IWC are pretty much saying, and uh, I think he just does it to shit stir everybody in many ways, man. Like for example, all that butterfly shit and all that. I think he's done it really for his daughter, his newborn daughter. He's only still a baby. But it doesn't matter. You sh still shouldn't do that shit. You know what I mean? Dude, Brock so, Lesnar got the uh, the ponytail because of his daughter. His daughter, like, dared him to do it, and he kept it, you know? So maybe. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, it's true. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes they do. Brock Lesnar. 
Right, but you know what? Brock can wear any color he wants, and he can wear butterflies if he wants, and he will still look like he'll whoop your fucking ass. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so he's different, man. He's a different sort of species, shall I say. But let's get into the first matchup on Dynamite. It was the Blackpool Combat Club in Claudio Costagnoli and Wheeler Yuta versus the Jericho Appreciation Society in Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia. And to my surprise, man, I mean, I was just kind of glancing at it at first. But you know what, man? It was actually kind of a fun matchup. You know what I did? I saw Will Yuta starting off the screen, and I changed the channel. And I, I waited 18 minutes, and I turned it back on. I, I'm not wasting my time on Will Yuta until they build him properly. Um, Ding dong. Uh, Eric Tony Khan made a comment about Eric Bischoff saying that Eric Bischoff complained saying the random matches are what made Nitro good. Or excuse me, Bischoff said the random matches in uh, AEW have no purpose and you can't get behind it. So Tony Khan, Tony Khan rebuttaled and said that's what made Nitro so good. But he was referring to the Luchador matches mostly. Um, they weren't really as random as as he thinks, though, man. There was always something to it. It could have been a a cruiserweight championship match or leading up to a cruiserweight title match um you know what i mean so yeah um facebook user in the chat said respect the dollar that's right and also a nice jersey jimmy thank you i assume that's got to be rock hard right i could be i'm it says uh facebook user on my screen too ah oh, damn it and also facebook user says man bun lesnar is elite he needed some sort of change yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but I do like the fucking, the rat tail, or whatever you want to call it, fucking, um, or the man bun, whatever, yeah, but it's Brock. not really in the bun. Yeah, Brock, I love that look, yeah. man. But. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy, what we were just for... talking about, too, though, like, the, the uh, Luchadors had feuds, and then, like, the uh, the other guys were just, it was NWO versus the world. Like, uh, oh, AEW yeah. doesn't have Good that game, one. game, too. <laughs> yeah, NWO doesn't have, amazing game. Uh, excuse me, AEW doesn't have that one, like, dominant force that everyone has to band up and go against. So even like the random matches in uh, WCW, even if it was Scott Norton against DDP, it was because right. it was NWO versus WCW. Absolutely. We, See? Yeah, there still was a, that story. No, continue mm -hmm. on. Yeah, and then like uh, like Wheeler Yuta should be fighting Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, like uh, Dante Martin, and these guys every freaking week until we learn to like them where we want them to have a storyline. Not thrust True. into the main event right away, just like how Eddie started, Dean started, Jericho started in, in, in WCW. And I mean, not all of them. The lot they jumped ship a couple of them before they had a chance to get the bigger storylines, but they had like these awesome matches where he strived to see them do more. Rey Mysterio fought Kevin Nash eventually when he after he dominated yeah. the cruiserweight division. And, the, and the giant too, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean major respect Rey for. Absolutely. I mean, who can forget? Who can forget the fucking when Nash threw Ray like a lawn dart on Nitro into yep. the portable fucking uh, building? That was, man, I'll never forget that. And you know what, what? What drives me nuts, man? I was thinking of the old school Nitros recently, and and just the attitude there too. And man, what's scary is I remember that shit like it was yesterday. Like really think about. It. I remember when I was watching that Nitro in particular, where Ray got tossed. Like a lawn dart. Like I remember that so clearly, and it's crazy. That's that's what over twenty years ago now. Yeah, probably twenty five, bro. Thirty maybe. Yeah. Shit, twenty man. That's hectic, bro. That long. Think about that shit. Dominic Mysterio was just born in Rhea Ripley. Yeah, it's like ten years before Cena. <laughs> yeah, oh, easy, bro. Absolutely. 
It's just it's it's nuts, man. We're getting old, dude. <laughs> it right. sucks. But anyway, uh, the Blackpool Combat Club ended up winning by pinfall with a gosh neutralizer from Claudio Costagnoli onto Chris Jericho. Um, I was actually expecting the Blackpool Combat Club to actually win this match, man. To be honest, so it didn't surprise me. I'm glad Claudio got the pin. Um, he needs to get his revenge for losing that belt, and he hasn't been on TV much too. So they kind of did him dirty. <laughs> Him and Miro, guys, when you say, like, where are you? What are you doing? Are you guys happy? Miro. I keep forgetting that Miro is even there, bro. Every time you mention his name, I'm like, oh, yeah, Miro. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? Well, he has Lana doing interviews, uh, talking shit on Tony Khan already, too. So, like, he hasn't learned from WWE. You got to be quiet on social media and tell your wife to be quiet. Um, But he's frustrated. He's frustrated. I mean, how can you not have something for Miro, man? Like, every time they've done something with him, he's been fucking gold, bro. So yep. I don't understand how... I just don't get it, dude. I, I don't know. Has he done something wrong, possibly, that he's not aware of? Nah, did, mean, you, did you hear Lana's quote? No, she I actually said, didn't. She said uh, she was on uh, Busted Open, I think. with um, well, it was, it was with LaGreca? I think with LaGreca and uh, Bully. Right, right. She right. said, uh, Tony Khan is just like Vince McMahon. They all have their favorites. He just has different favorites. And Mira's not one of the favorites. Uh, she actually put Vince over. She's like, Vince wanted, wow. uh, Vince really loved Rusev, but he wanted him to be a heel. And Mira wanted to try something else and try. I guess he, he thought, I think he bought into himself with the Rusev day, and Vince wanted him to stay right, here. Right. So that's what they, they fought over. So I already think they're regretting leaving, too, just based off uh, that one interview on Busted Open. You know what's funny? Because once we move to our second matchup, I felt like, and I'll, actually, fuck it, let's just go there, right? Because this has a lot to do with what we were just talking about anyway. And I'm talking about swerving our glory holes in uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland against um, FTR for yeah. the number one contendership for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Dude, when they both came out, right? And then fucking um, the acclaim came out and took everyone's heat. Oh yeah, they looked they looked like they were pissed, bro. Mm-hmm. FTR got over too, like they were they were getting cheered for them. The acclaim just it was like oh, double they got pop. a bigger pop, yeah, double pop, bro. I mean, it was oh, funny. It was like scissor me, daddy. That was so loud. Wow, actually, it was like literally when Swerve and Keith Lee came out, it was just like yeah, sort of thing. And then once FTR came out, I was like, yeah, FTR, FTR. But then once the acclaim came out, everyone was like, yeah, oh, scissor me, daddy. And just going nuts. But then I looked, and then I thought to myself, that's such a bad move, man. Only because you just take, you just took away all the heat from the four guys that were in the matchup now. And not just that, it took the attention. If you notice, even when the match started, well, if you look at the eyes why. of the fans... FTR lost. Right. So that's why like to take some of it off from the get go. If they knew they were going to lose, if they were going to win, you don't bring them out there. You know, you can't. True, take- but did they? Would they think that way though, Kev? That's the thing. Uh probably not. Probably not. But it was only smart in that aspect. Right. Thinks he can give the crowd what they want, and they want. I guess they want FTR. They want both of them. But I'm surprised that. Um, I mean, to be honest, I had a feeling that Swerve and Keith Lee were going to win anyway for some reason. But at the same time, I'm kind of surprised because, you know, if they're going to bring the Bucks back, right? Mm-hmm. And since, you know, there seems to be some sort of legit heat between both 
parties, I would have had them screw FTR from even winning the tag championships. You would have the Bucks do it? I would have the Bucks do it. Like well, when I'll they're about to like, Yeah, it depends when their suspensions are. Well, yeah, if they're coming back now, like say within the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I would have the Bucks do it. Or even at uh is a full gear that's coming up? Yes. Yes. Even at full gear, if you have to. You know what I mean? I mean you yeah. might as well run with it. But like, do they want the Bucks going for the Ring of Honor title then? You can't just like forget that they have the belt. That's the question. Is that do the Bucks want to I think they're above right. the honor belt now. They are absolutely are. That's what I was gonna say. Do the Bucks want to go for the Ring of Honor tag belt? No. I don't think they would either, dude. They've been there, done that multiple occasions. So I doubt that, man. Mm. But uh, I don't know. But I mean, where do you go with FTR now? I mean, again, they miss out. Well, they lost because the Ass Boys cheated pretty badly. You know, right, so they're so definitely gonna get this back. So that we're gonna move on to a program between FTR and the and the Ass Boys. Yeah, first we gotta get the revenge on the ass boys first. I assume the crescendo will be at full gear, where they're finally going for the tag belts, right? You'd think. I don't know. Probably not. It's too. It's, I mean, it's coming up. It's coming up, and they would have to have won this match. That's a problem, man. But how many? Like, I'm sure the promotions that they are champions of. Forget the Ring of Honor ones, because obviously that's still AEW dictates those titles. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the New Japan and the AAA Tag Championships, how long would those companies even want FTR to hold on to those belts until they? Because I'm sure FTR looks at it like we want to have these while we win the AEW World Tag Championships, right? Yeah. Um. As long as when they have their big shows, they're allowed to wrestle. Why not? That's the most exposure they're going to get. Like when right. we're talking about like the AAA and the IG, IWGP <sighs> Championships right now. No, who gives a fuck? You know, like, that's the thing. Do we really give a fuck about those championships? Not really. No. no. Exactly. So, what's even the point? You know what I mean? Of them even holding it? Have they even elevated it? Have those belts even elevated them? I don't think it's done anything. No, not at all. It's actually uh, made them look like nerds carrying around these like fake belts. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, you're right. It's true, man. I think it was you and I actually on one skirmish where we absolutely ripped FTR a new one, bro. Yeah, where we'll straight up like about them and look, man, they are probably the best tag team in the world. Yep, right now, right, easily, bar none. But the longer this shit goes for, I'm gonna start thinking of them as chokers, bro. Yep, I'll do the um the the Yankees and the uh and the Yankees are probably the best team, and they're not even going to the Super the, the World Series, you know. So you right, gotta there you go. With FTR not having that world belt. There's no way uh, Meltzer or these guys could say they're a better tag team than the Usos kayfabe-wise right now. Usos have both real-world championships, tag team championships. And FTR has two fake ones and a partridge and a pear tree. (laughs) And one doesn't even really exist. Yeah, and it looks cheap. It looks cheap. It does, man. It does look cheap. It absolutely does look cheap. And look, you can arguably make the, the argument that the Usos are probably the best tag team. You can go with either way. Really, the Usos are probably the tag team in all of wrestling. Only because K-Fabe wise, absolutely. Because they're everywhere on every show. They're in main event spots also. Not just yeah. with their own shit, but you know, with Roman Reigns' shit. So they're in a fucking awesome spot. So yeah, 
Kayfabe. So as a better tag team, absolutely. Kayfabe-wise, the Usos are the, te- the best tag team in wrestling, by far, or not. Well, do you think FTR is even frustrated oh, with yeah, what's happening with them? Absolutely. They don't show it, though. But I felt tonight's matchup, all four guys seemed frustrated to me, dude. And Keith Lee, dude, you, homie, you got to lose some fucking pounds, man. He yeah, looks swallowed tonight, he, man. No pun intended. All the uh, all the offense on him. Why is he like uh, Spurs like barely getting attacked? Like Keith Lee's taking too much damage. The bigger guy, insane. you know. Yeah, he was down on the ground and, and he took the pin too. He, he was down on the ground like the whole last half of the match. He's getting his ass kicked. I felt like Swerve was more in the ring most of the time, dude. Funny enough, he was doing much. offense, not you know, right, not, right? Yeah, doing offense, but Keith Lee was getting his ass kicked. He was taking the to beat. be honest. He seemed a little off to me, dude, tonight. He, he did seem like, lethargic. He did seem lethargic. He, he wasn't his usual self. He uh, look, he didn't even attempt to do any of his other than the pounce, right? Mm-hmm. Really, he, he didn't attempt to do any sort of you know how he does like a swanton or a senton, should I say? I mean, he even does like a moonsault off you know from the ring to the outside to the outside. I don't, I don't think it's safe for him to be even attempting that right now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. I mean, do you think he could even pull it off right now? I think he can, but um, it's risky. Uh, it's not worth the risk. He's put on man. His stomach is swole, bro. Like I mean, ten pounds a lot in wrestling. Remember when Jericho gained the ten pounds and he messed up his lines? Fuck. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Fuck. Absolutely. But you know what, man? When he wanted to lose it, bang, it was gone. It was like one week he was fat, the next week he had abs. Like yep. what the fuck, bro? How do you do that? Yep. It's crazy, man. But I also want to point out with this matchup, there was a lot of botches, dude. Yeah, there was a lot of weak hits too, a lot of oh. style. Um, hardwood smacks the back chops suck. At least they did. Oh, oh my god, punches were weak tonight. His power bombs are phenomenal though, especially that slingshot power bomb. The way he holds him, yeah, drops him like perfectly flat on the back. His his power bomb looks better than Wardlow's power bomb. Wardlow's come so? on. Yeah, Wardlow. Like, yeah, Wardlow's too low, sort of. Yeah, he hasn't mastered how to like flat back it right and you get this right. down. Dax has a really good freaking power bomb and that slingshot one was awesome. Uh but his yeah, his slaps and his punches were were off tonight. They're not always like that, but uh it just felt off tonight. Well, as off as I felt like all four guys were in many ways, really, when you think about it, but it was still a pretty good match. Yeah. I mean, for whatever Very. reason, it probably eclipsed even the first matchup of the evening. And this is what's stupid. I don't know how AEW, though, put tag team match after tag team match, like, in a row. I hate how they do that style of booking. They should break it up a little bit like most promotions fucking do. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't matter. Nevertheless, it's just a gripe. I felt this match was probably better than the first match, although there was a lot of fucking uh, botches. And weirdly enough, in saying me saying that, I felt like all four men were off. But in saying that, they still pulled off a great match. They did. They're they're that good. They're that great professionals. And even when they're off a couple steps or uh, just not having their best night, it's still a great match. You know, they can still they can still do well. And uh, oh, how shitty was uh the uh, the one ass boys wig? At least like like uh, what's his name has a shitty mullet anyway. Get get at least the same color in the right wig. You know, if you're gonna make fun of him, the Dax Hardwood oh, one. The, the other one uh, didn't. Yeah, I know. It's fucking silly, man. And you know what I forgot to mention too, man? Uh, after the Blackpool Combat Club win, I'm going to have to go sort of backwards a little bit because I just jumped the gun. But 
I forgot to mention, um, after the, the first matchup, we get a backstage segment with Renee Paquette interviewing Brian Danielson. He says if he's going to be honest, he's a little frustrated because he lost to Chris Jericho because Daniel Garcia turned his back on him, that Willa Yuta talked back to him last week, and he knows lots of people hate Sammy Guevara, but he has no problems with him besides his smug face and his stupid blog, and he's going to take all his frustrations out on him. Then Yuta ends up rolling up and says he's glad Brian's finally angry because he and Claudio beat Jericho and Garcia as Costagnoli rolls up and screams at both of them to keep the peace. This is a great day. He beat the Ring of Honor World Champion and Danielson's going to kick ass and it's Wheeler's birthday as well as Phil's birthday just quietly. He knows uh, Danielson's going to beat Guevara and then they're going to sit down and talk this out like adults. And then we got the video package of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks getting dissolved out of AEW history like Thanos just snapped his fingers as we go to a break. I did turn the TV back on for and caught that. Um, so I don't get why Wheeler all of a sudden like is, is all pissy with Daniel. Like it's, uh, it seems out of character. Uh, just because he yelled at MGF the one week, now he's just like crybaby and like he's not unhappy there. The whole point of them was like they were all happy. You know, they, they got along besides Garcia at the end. You know, that, that oh, little cringe, bro. I, Yeah, I don't get it. They're just like trying to force something with Wheeler, throwing things and see what's throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. Uh, <laughs> he, he must have nude pictures of somebody that were uh, some black. <laughs> oh, the Blackmail Combat Club. It should have been called yeah, that, dude. Blackmail Combat Club. <laughs> Touche. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I, I don't know what they're trying to do with Yuta. Obviously, TK does not listen to the fan base because everyone keeps saying, make him stop talking. But instead, we get him talking even more. And you know what? The way Danielson actually uh, responded is some... I would respond the same way. I'd be like, who the fuck are you, man? Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up, dude. You know what I mean? Jeez. Like, yeah. such a little bitch. He was great tonight, and we'll get to that shortly, uh, but, well, actually soon. But anyway, uh, back to, I'll fast forward back to the second match. Oh, and before that, we get Chris Jericho is upset that Claudio won as Tony Schiavone interviews the Jericho Appreciation Society. He's got a baseball bat uh, in the ring, regardless of whether or not he brought it to the ring himself. But now they're fired, oh, they're tired of all belts. Uh, I mean, what's, what's it say? They're fired off, all bets are off. And Y2J Open challenges any former Ring of Honor champion to fight him next week. Um, this segment was kind of weird, dude, because the camera... Wasn't the audio cutting out, too? Yeah, the camera... The, the, uh, it definitely was off. It kept like going in and out, where it was echoey. Yeah, there are definitely some audio issues at this part. Man, there was a few audio issues, actually, even in the main event. Did you hear the fucking... Uh, the mic going... Sound? No, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear that. No, I didn't hear it go... Only in fucking AEW, bro. Anyway, mm. uh, as I I'm was saying, sad. I was sad that uh, Ty Conti and Anna Jay didn't really uh, get much anything to say, and that they weren't dressed that sexy. I was a little upset about that. I love Ty, uh, Ty Mello. I'm a big fan of hers. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you're right. I guess Rampage. We'll see more of him. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, yeah I mean. Rampage. This felt like it was just all guys, man, tonight, really, other than one f- women's match, pretty much. Yeah, who cares about that match? And we'll also touch on that shortly. But um, anyway, as I was saying before, 
uh, swerving our glory holes end up beating FTR to become the, the number one contenders for the AEW World Tag Team Championships as they yeah the number one contenders they win by pinfall with ground zero from Keith Lee on Dax Harwood to become number one contenders uh, post match we get the ass boys and the, and as I was saying the ass boys caused yeah the the for uh, swerving our glory holes to win the match as uh they were holding back was it um not cash. dax it was yeah cash. it was cash yeah and, it, uh, yeah cash i always i wanted to say his wwe game yeah it's cash it's dax and cash right cash, cash wheeler yeah. dax hardwood i know i get confused I wanted too, to say dawson and dash yeah, cash wheeler. i know exactly that's what goes through my head mm-hmm. um but you know what was silly about that man it looked like cash was fucking laughing as they were holding him back um, he was overselling the, the yelling, and it looked like a laugh just the way he was doing it because it didn't hurt. So he's like, you know, but he, he was trying to portray uh, frustration. You know, that was the, the look he was going for. Trying try, frustration. Try, try harder, Mister yeah. Cash, Mister Wheeler. Uh, Eddie, maybe like a headlock yeah, would have uh, worked. Post match, you know? the contenders. Are- Sorry, Kev, you... Uh, oh, you, you froze. That's why I kept talking to try to have not have any dead air. So I was saying, like, maybe instead of them just holding him, like a headlock, a double headlock or a choke would have helped, like, make it look a little more uh, realistic why I couldn't get away. Something a little more gruesome would have helped uh, sell that spot a little better. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto oh, there I am. I'm back. Sorry, man. Always these days, we always have to have one internet fuck up every episode, it feels like. Anyway, what were you saying? Because I didn't hear a word you said other than O'Reilly. Yeah, I was saying, uh, like, it, it, to, me, to sell that spot a little better instead of them just holding cash, maybe a headlock and a choke, like both of them doing like something a little more gruesome would have sold it a little. Or maybe a full Nelson and some elbows to like the neck or something <laughs> instead of just like, you know, like giving him a back massage. <laughs> yeah, and why are they always in the fucking crowd for, man? Like, what is this shit? What are they trying? This has been a thing. They've been doing this shit pretty much since the pandemic. Well, it was great for the pandemic. They they needed it then, and it's uh they don't do enough backstage segments, and their their matches are a little too long. So this is their way to get people on TV. So I understand why I'm not God. saying I agree with it. You know? Wow, it's probably them that even vouched to to at least be doing that to get on TV, right? Which is smart if it is the case. Yeah. Because then everybody else should be sort of following suit, but I guess not. Uh, anyway, post-match, we get the Ass Boys and a new number one contenders attacking FTR, but the Acclaim rush down from the stage to make the save as Renee Paquette then interviews Soraya backstage. Um, they all smiles, Renee calling her the Joan Jet to her blondie when Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, rolls up to start shit and yell at Soraya. Renee tells her this isn't how you do this and they're going to do it right later and then we go to the break. Did you like this little segment? I mean, Brit's nose looks so fucked up now, man. Yeah, um, and I can't wait to see when uh, Ruby Rye comes back too. Her nose hair is pretty bad too. A lot of surgeries. Oh, but, she's, uh, she's had some complications, dude. Yeah, she couldn't breathe nose. up too. Like, she, she got really messed up by Ty Mello. But uh, I don't like any yeah, segment. She- I like any segment bro, uh, Britt Baker's in. And Paige's tits look fucking huge today. Bigger than ever. <laughs> That's so true. While uh, Tony Storm's tits were like non-existent. Yeah, don't you got to wear something <laughs> more flattering. That, that was definitely uh, not very flattering. 
dude man I, I was saying like out loud like girl go and get some breast implants for yeah. crying out loud you need them girl sorry but I'm just saying man it's just that shit's too flat Tiffany Stratton had like small tits and she, like she had a more flattering uh, attire I know she just got True. a tit job now anyway but uh like Tony's got to find a more flattering top you know he, I know it's very sort of uh, blokish, shall I say, like a little bit, because she's got kind of broad shoulders. Yeah. And with no, and with no tits, it just—I don't know, man. It doesn't look right. I guess we should call her Marilyn Storm now. By Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I feel like she's going for a kind of Marilyn Monroe sort of look. Well, when know. it comes to her hair, anyway. A little more edgy, like you know, like uh, like Miley Cyrus, like even more kind of when Miley had the punky kind of like pixie cut. Yeah, but Miley was like a, you know, like a real <laughs> dirty sort of slutty type during that time, yeah. man. Whereas Tony doesn't come across like that. Yeah, not a Gaga. <sighs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, kind of Gaga, kind of Gaga, like at one point. Mm-hmm. But she reminds me, yeah, I don't know. For me, I just think of Marilyn Monroe. I don't know why, but it's just the hair. She's getting like really, really fit. Like Serena Deeb's very, very fit. I thought Serena oh, Deeb, yeah, for sure. like a sexy yoga instructor. And uh, yeah, for sure. Tony just doesn't. I don't know. Maybe she's got to get a little tap more. Like, she's fit, but just get, it just doesn't. But she's got to figure it out how to like make that work for her. It works for Serena Deeb, but for some reason it doesn't work for Tony. Well, Tony looks fit. Don't get me wrong, but just no chest, man. <laughs> Jeez, that's all. Like for me. And the hair's kind of weird for me, but it is what it is. I'm just being picky. I like the um, hair. It's looked very like, smaller than usual. Maybe uh, she just needs to find a more uh, flattering top. <laughs> I see what you did there, actually, Kev. A flattering, a more flattering top. She's already flat, my brother. Yeah, exactly. That's that's better. Anyway, we come back from commercial. Renee Paquette interviews Maxwell Jacob Freeman on the stage. He asks if we've got devil worshippers in the house and hits on Renee, which leads her to make the most sour face. She asks about his match of full gear and he does a bad impression of John Moxie talking about mashing his bones and drinking his piss. He calls John mid with all due respect and Renee points out you can't just use all due respect as a get of disrespect free card, which gets him to tell her to shut her mouth, which makes everyone laugh, funny enough. He says last week he overstated it when he said he was going to win clean. He just meant, you know, relatively clean. Clean for him. He calls William Regal a disgusting elderly rat, but says to his point that he won't use a dynamite diamond ring against Moxley because he doesn't need it. He's taken every grudge he has and mashed him down into a chip that he put directly on his shoulder. And he's not fighting Regal, Moxley or Penta at full gear. He's fighting every sorry scumbag that ever told him he's not good enough. And he's going to take the chip off his shoulder and shove it down each of their throats when he's the new AEW World Champion. We then get Stokely Hathaway coming down and talks a bunch about taking care of John Moxley before full gear. Freeman cuts him off and says he'll cut Stokely some slack. But if Moxley gets past Penta tonight, he needs him at 110%. So he needs Hathaway to not so much as look at him or... He's fired. Uh, Mox is dumb, bro. Excuse me. Uh, MJF was great in this segment too, but the whole Stokely involvement—it doesn't make sense. See, like, why, to me, why did he fire him if he doesn't want his help too? 
to me, this was the most uh, fake MJF promo. Like, this was a typical pro wrestling promo, like a scripted pro wrestling promo. This didn't feel like the usual MJF, if that makes any sense. I felt it when he was making fun of Moxley was when he was saying, like, you yeah, know, bits and pieces. This line, those parts were. But, like, he's been I, flopping on his character. Like, he was teasing uh, him, and this oh week he's, God. like, all 100% bad. But he, if he's a bad guy, then why doesn't he not want to cheat with the firm? You know, like, he's, like... Uh, didn't he fucking bring him in in the first place for crying yeah, out loud? Yeah, what's the point then? Why did he want six guys to help him, you know? And then why Dude. aren't they... And the ass boys were just in the crowd. Like, why, they, they... I guess they're not firm enough, bro. <laughs> I mean, let's be... I mean, seriously... I mean, I, I hate. I guess we're gonna have to call MJF officially after tonight a babyface, bro. There's no other way to put it. No, the way he talked to Moxley, he's going for the anti-hero, and like, uh, oh, you know why? Maybe still a babyface, regardless, bro. Even if it's an anti-hero, you know why? Maybe you think it didn't come off as genuine. He did his like sing along a little too much. He did the. Uh, he had to use his catchphrase. He had to use his mid. Yeah. So maybe that's why he's like the, the Scott Hall sing along he's trying to get as a heel, you know. Yeah, it just didn't feel as genuine as as his previous promos, man. Where you could tell that was from the heart, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Whereas these ones just felt very scripted, except for a couple of lines here and there about Renee Piquet and whatnot. Like, I don't know, dude. It it was still good though. Make no mistake about it. Well, he it was supposed to be with Punk. You know, so he probably had to like he probably had like months written ahead of time what he was gonna say to Punk, you know? And then it no, changed it would have been gold too. Yeah, it changed the mox thing. He's like, Oh, what can I say? I'm probably they talk about it, they talk ahead of time, but like what are they allowed to say? Moxie probably didn't want him to touch on the alcoholism, you know, and like uh so it's probably like a neutered what he was allowed to say to him. Well, so I guess now are you on board with punk? Now, like being out literally as a shoot and not a work. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's a shoot now. Um, I, that's Thank why you. I think. Thank you. I think that's why Punk just released today that uh, Larry the dog uh, had to get two of his teeth removed because he got injured in that brawl. So he's trying to like uh-huh. people to get back on his side because like the young bucks and the elite and everybody are saying the whole locker room hates him, I'm trying to turn everybody against them. So that's why uh, Punk just released that, how they, they hurt his dog and they had to remove two of his teeth. They took him to the vet two days later. That's pretty Wait, fucked so, up. So hold on a minute. So the dog really did get hurt in the yes. fucking locker room? Yeah. Wow. Locker room. Who fucking kicked the dog? Do you know? I'm not sure if Kenny did accidentally trying to help him or one of the young bucks did or uh, Cutler somebody did. They well, said I heard Kenny was trying to save the damn dog. Apparently, you ever try to like save your like try to pick up your cat and step on his tail? Like you, you actually can hurt animals, you know. I'm, I'm not saying it was intentional, but uh, if oh, even if you hurt the dog unintentionally, that's a big reason to, to fuck those guys up. If it was intentional, man, I'll yeah, I would be pissed, bro. I hate animal cruelty, bro. Yeah, me too. Like it makes me sick, man. I can watch a fucking human get killed. Let alone watching a dog or a cat get killed. That just, I don't know, man. It's weird. Yep. John Wick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, nah, fuck, man. If that's the case. So he came out with that today? Yeah, yeah. I I posted it on my Facebook thing, too. Like, the link, too. Yeah, he was posting about it today. It's Larry the dog, right? Yeah, Larry the dog, exactly. Yeah. 
They had to remove two of his teeth because he got hurt in that brawl. Damn, bro. Fuck, man. I hope Kenny was the one that tried to save the damn thing. But if that was the Bucks or Cutler or whoever that did that to the damn dog, you, you guys are motherfuckers, man. Straight yeah. up. And their motherfuckers were swinging it to where everyone in the locker room's against them. That's not true. There's there's people that don't hate CM Punk in the locker room. They're just the way like the well, uh, you're swinging it. To be fair, Punk should have kept his thoughts to himself, man, not and not make it public. Yeah, the 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 when he went public, that was it. He fucked himself up completely. So yeah. whatever happened after the fact, that's what caused the heat in many ways, man. That's what caused the Bucks and Kenny to storm the fucking locker room in the first place A B if TK was already pissed at what Punk said that was the final straw after that with yeah. what happened in the locker room and that was when he was like you know what fuck this guy well, but Jimmy, I'm gonna yo like uh, you're right what, what Punk did was no way professional and was no way the right thing to do uh, but imagine sitting there with a torn tricep and a ton of pain you don't take painkillers you're getting asked all these stupid ass questions, you know. You're at midnight. You just want to go home. He's eating his muffins. He's hungry. You got a torn fucking tricep. He knows. He knows he's in pain. Doesn't get to go to the nurse, the doctors first. He's sitting there, you know, just ice on his freaking torn tricep. What's what's he out six to nine months? And he's sitting there Apparently. doing a stupid fucking interview because they want to make it look realistic and doing a media scrum. So I don't think you're thinking right when you, you probably had a little bit of shock too. <laughs> You think so? Yeah, dude. I tore like a ham. I tore. I, I completely tore a, a hamstring before. You know, like Shit. I broke my foot before, leg before. You you go into shock. You you can feel like a rage. You know, yeah, it's weird. I, I've tore ligaments in my ankle, man. When I used to play soccer, it was like breaking the breaking mm-hmm. my legs. I couldn't move. And you're right, man. It's a it's a weird feeling. Like and you got to get that looked at. You didn't have to go do an interview about the team. No, no, I wasn't gonna look at right. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, 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 that's spot on, man. That was many years ago, man. This is back when I was 19. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, uh, th- when you put it like that, I mean, shouldn't he be able to actually say to TK, and we don't know if he did say it or not, but if I was him and I really felt that way, and knowing me as a person, like, if I was forced to having to do shit like that, knowing that I'm hurt, I'd be very frustrated, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd be showing it, like, I'd be dead set showing it, man. And I'd be like, you fucking cunt. Like, if, if TK was my boss, I'd just be looking at him like, seriously, you want me to do this fucking, like, kayfabe bullshit scrum while I need to go and check a doc? Like, I need to go and see a doc. Like, I'd be like, fuck you, TK, you fucking bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now the whole locker room hates me. Like, look, either way, it doesn't look good for Punk. And if he's not careful, and I don't think, he, I don't know if he cares or not, but right right or wrong it's like he's gonna get blackballed from the wrestling business man if he's not careful but then again in saying that do you think there's legit interest from WWE for CM Punk and happy birthday to CM Punk by the way I think there is for a Saudi run um, maybe a short term run nothing long term uh, but yeah like a like a six a three to six months run and leading up to a uh, crown jewel like next year or something um, I don't know who the money the money storyline would be against, but yeah, you can have a dream match. It's a ton of money, especially if the Saudi government pays for that. I don't know if he would want to go to Saudi, uh, but that'd be an easy, like, Goldberg kind of couple match, big-time money thing I could see him doing. 
but I can't see. We never. I don't think Triple H would want to fuck sign him. That's too much drama full time. And that's absolutely not at all. Is it just the perception that he's drama? Uh, like, is everyone sort of? Uh, how do I put this? Is everyone over like stating the poison that he is in the locker room, or is he legitly some sort of poison? He might partially be a locker room leader, um, saying the voice of the voiceless, but you right. also can't tell your boss to fuck off, you know? You can't say, Triple H, uh, you need to work with me. I don't need to work with you. And absolutely, yeah. he, it would have been great for him to work with Triple H and The Undertaker. He didn't, he didn't even want to work with The Undertaker, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's very uh, – look, you got to have ego in this business, no doubt about it, man. If you don't have ego, you're not going to get anywhere. But I feel like he his ego is just so much bigger than than himself, bro. Like I, I just think he truly thinks he's the best in the fucking world. No pun intended. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, I yes. I love him, but uh, he talks crap on those older guys that wouldn't put guys over, you know. But and look what he's doing. Who's he really put over, man? I mean, he put MGF over, but yeah, exactly. Has- For what though? What did he gain by? Did it really make a difference for MJF? I don't think it did, bro. I think so. Look how much bigger MJF is now, too, by that fake... He was uh, already on the wave, though, dude. He was already on the way. He didn't need anyone to make him eh, where he's at. He did that himself, dude. Pin and Hangman or uh, Kenny isn't the same Mm. as as beating CM Punk. It's not the same. They think it is, but it's not the same. That's a big win for MJF. I I didn't think it really mattered, in in my opinion. I just think he was... He was already on his way to where he's at now, man, with Punk or without him. I don't think, I think it really... was. It would have been a lot slower, though. Really? Yeah. Well, think about it, dude. After the Wardlow situation, right? He was gone for how long? Three months? Mm-hmm. All they had to do was that, and that was already going to make him a lot hotter anyway, right? Now, whether that was there was a lot of truth to what he was saying about wanting to get paid more money and whatnot, we don't know. This could all be kayfabe for you know, you know what I mean? I think it, but, was, um, it was fake. Yeah, I truly think that too. I, I think that, but I don't know, man. The the IWC, like all of us, like as professional wrestling fans, we've all gone weird, bro. The shit that we think is a shoot, others think it's a work, and then the shit that people think is a work, we think is a shoot. Like everyone doesn't like um, can never be on the same page about shit. And yes, I get it. It's professional wrestling, right? They're always trying to work us. That's their job. But sometimes shit legitly happens. You know what I mean? Not everything's a fucking work. You know what I mean? Well, dude, Scott Hall up until his deathbed said that the Montreal school screw, a screw job was a work. He still think completely as it was a work. That Bret Hart. But, and I can understand why he would think that, right? It's easy. You can't outwork a worker, bro. Yeah. Right? I get it, man. But you can outwork a worker sometimes, bro. I, I know because I've done it firsthand. So it, trust me, you can. But I actually think the Montreal screw job was not a work. I Only because, I and there is documentaries out there that claim it was a work. I don't know if you've seen it. You should check it out. Um, but still, it's not there. Jim Cornette also apparently thinks of it as kind of a way. He first thought it was a shoot. But then later on, the more he thought about it and shit like that. Like, nah, you know, he said he came up with it. And then Vince... Oh, yeah, but there was another thing. He, he's on this documentary where mm-hmm. he says it. 
but also um he was bringing up about how wrestling with shadows was there it seemed too convenient yeah he did say that he did say that right which i can understand where he's coming from but that's just a coincidence i mean yeah, yeah it was perfect but pro wrestling tends to have these perfect moments dude well, a lot of the times where yeah that, that's the reason why the WWE has never let another documentary in there that they didn't have control over you know exactly but i'm surprised they even allowed him to do that type of shit that wasn't WWE endorsed yeah i, I don't know why they, they did that one and uh we're all lucky for it you know and beyond, the mat, beyond the mat was the other Be- one i was just gonna mention that beyond the mat and wrestling with shadows wrestling with shadows came out in 97 beyond the mat came out in 99 if i remember but beyond the mat was the well, i guess wrestling with shadows was the first documentary to take you behind the scenes mm. right and you got to see a lot of shit but beyond the mat is what really broke the wall like completely yeah. and think about it, this is back in the late 90s now dude i think it was much too early to like break that fourth wall because people were still second guessing if it was real or fake i mean from that point i knew it was a work right but you just it was never confirmed you know what i'm saying until that point so yeah and that'd be were pissed about that documentary just that one percent of doubt makes wrestling good you know absolutely absolutely and you know what it's still there dude really it's probably irrelevant now because at the end of the day shit really does happen sometimes mm-hmm. which makes it even more great hence why we do you know this shit also because obviously we love the behind the scenes shit but that's only to a really small niche market anyway your everyday fan like legitly probably doesn't even realize that there's a whole behind the scenes sort of thing until you sort of discover it then you go down a rabbit hole literally yeah i remember when i found out they had like fake names when i was a kid too i'm like sergeant slaughter's name's robert remus he's not (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) or like hulk hogan is terry balea like really brother Undertaker's not dead when you're a little kid. Oh, man. I know. It's true, man. Absolutely, dude. I mean, how old were you when you got into professional wrestling? I was like three years old pretty much, dude. Uh, Whatever the first uh, Saturday Night Main event was, whatever year that was. Uh, It first started in 86, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Either 85 or 86, bro. I think. Yeah, probably then, then. It was Tito Santana versus Mr. Perfect was the first match I ever saw. Actually, I'll check that out now because I'm pretty sure it was 85 or 86. I could be wrong, but... um, well, Let me Google when that match was. Maybe I thought it was the first because I was a little kid. Who was it? What was Tito Santana and who? Mr. Perfect. It might have been 89. Was he El, was he El Matador or just nah, Tito nah, Santana? Nah, okay. Yeah, he was like coming off an Intercontinental title run, so he was still like... So after after Strike Force or before Strike Force? Uh, after he it's when he wore right. like blue speedos. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yep. Um, when did eighty five? Eighty five. Eighty five. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Nineteen eighty five, May eleventh, bro. I was right. Yeah. Nice. That's when I got into it. Like that year, like eighty five. Yeah. So I was uh, uh, I was born seventy nine. So you would have been five, I think. Yeah, and my brother, my little brother, was just born that year, October of eighty five. Oh really? He's got the same. What October? What seventh? Ah, I'm October 11. That's why. So that's like that's close, man. Well, yeah, I was I was like three in '85. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was three After years old, man. Came out. I saw that in the theater. Remember that? Oh no way, bro! Yeah. In the theater? I never watched it in the theater, but I watched it like as soon as it got released. 
on VHS. I think that's the first movie then. I remember seeing in the theater, to be honest. I think that's the first one. What was my fucking first movie? You know what? I think the original Batman could have been nice, the first time. Batman. Yeah, I think that was... I'm pretty sure, man. And I remember it like it was kind of yesterday. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. It could have been an earlier movie, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, the original Batman st- stands out for me. But uh, yeah. Anyway, man, we'll just get back into um, Dynamite. We really went off from that. Um was I still in, oh yeah I was still in the MJF um, yeah yeah we went on an MJF tangent on a kayfabe or not yeah dude did I feel, oh yeah no I did I did um, I did mention the whole uh, promo because we get Wardjo next in the video package uh, why Kev yeah. do, do we need Wardjo like do they really need each other they don't no. need each other bro that Samojo's good on his own. He's good on the mic on his own. Um, Wardlow sounded a tad better than usual on the mic, but who cares? Like, it's just taken away from both of their like power and their gimmick. They're supposed to be they're supposed to be ass kickers that don't need somebody else. Like, you know, don't don't have a team. <laughs> just yeah, kick ass. Fuck. So stupid, bro. It is what it is, though, man. But uh, next we get the American Dragon Brian Danielson versus. The Spanish God in Sammy Guevara. Um, another match that I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, pretty much, dude. I mean, this was a pretty good match, and I'm sure yeah everyone was expecting it. But you know what's funny? This was the first singles matchup of the evening. Well, oh, yeah, true. Good point. I didn't even like, can, think you about believe, it. can you believe that shit? It's weird, dude. Yeah, I, I love the match. I love Sammy. Like, I know you don't like him as much as I do. He's like one of I don't my- mind him. I don't mind him. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't think he's bad. Like, you know what I mean? I don't hate him, but yeah, I'm not his biggest fan either. He's got to cut cut down on like, uh, don't do like five or six high spots. Do one. Just do one oh. different match. He does a little too much. You would remember the moves if he did one, you know? He, he wrestles like a baby face, bro. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff that he doesn't need to be doing, too, that uh, he would get his ass kicked in a real fight doing that kind of stuff, you know? And I wish, like, when he's doing one of those flips, instead of, like, selling it, right. punch him in the chest or something while he's doing it, you know? Or, like, catch him and slam him instead of just taking it. Especially when he did that uh, to the jump to the outside and Daniel Bryan. Bryan oh, in. that was cool, bro. It was cool, but, like, one of these times I want a wrestler just to be, like, Pop him in the chest instead of catching him. I know you'll feel might injure. Oh, dude, there was a point in the match though that Sammy Guevara absolutely saved Brian Danielson's backside. Man, mm-hmm. it looked like he was gonna go face first into the barricade, dude. And Sammy Guevara somehow caught him. It was when uh, I think uh, Danielson attempted a moonsault off the top rope, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They- but he sort of fucked it up, and I- I'm telling you, man, Guevara saved his life, bro. Nice. And I've, it was good. Even like like the Romero special and stuff, the technical stuff, and the uh, the arm manipulation too. <laughs> Jimmy Prenders, rock hard. Jimmy Prenders says in the chat, it's gonna be rock hard smashing that pussy tomorrow night. I hope he gets got the pussy grande. I heard him. I heard that. Uh, All right, meow. Jim, I heard him got the pussy grande. Uh, escaped from the Elmwood Park Zoo. I heard he was encaged for years. Really? Yeah. Narstown Elmwood Park Zoo he like escaped from the cage he was, <laughs> he was stuck in uh, living with the Jaguars there for like the, ja- yeah, the, the Jags yeah the Jags oh I thought he, I thought uh, El, El Gato Pussy Grande might have traveled to Jacksonville 
no, to see the no, Jaguars, no. Real, bro. Real Jaguars. I think oh, he was paid no. to buy some Jaguars because they don't have lines at that zoo. I think he was stuck in there, kind of like a Tarzan, uh, you know. Damn. Where was Jungle Boy at? Did he bump into Luke Perry? Do you, do you think? Nah, Luke Perry. He's probably, he's probably Luke Perry. He's like, he's like the West Coast. Uh, we got the pussy grande. <laughs> is he a stoner? <laughs> nah. Oh, man. Probably, but I don't think is. <laughs> El Gato Pussy Grande. I love the name, man. I'm still wondering who the hell that cat is, but uh, I guess all will be revealed tomorrow night at Mischief Night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Dollar Club Wrestling. I can't respond out. out too, man. I, I have to put him on our payroll, the Dollar Club payroll, if he uh, does a good job or it takes the title. I guess he's automatically on the payroll. Well, what happens if El Gato Pussy Grande does become El Capion? I hope he speaks English or else I got to hire like a lawyer from uh, India or Spain, you know? <laughs> India? <laughs> could he possibly be Indian? Possibly, Spanish? Yeah. Well, really? Possibly. So he could be like... <laughs> It pussy, you kick my pussy. Could like, be like Punjabi, uh, like a, a modern day Maharaja, uh, <laughs> you know? A modern day Maharaja, right? But that can also speak Spanish. I mean, this El Gato Pussy Grande is very grand. Yeah, because... Spain's the number one uh, language in the world, too. So it, could be from it is? Yeah. Well, cats can speak anything they fucking want, man. I thought he was a luchador. Clearly, he could be... What would an Indian call a wrestler? I wonder. Maybe it would be called uh, El Punjabador. Maybe, yeah. Punjabador. <laughs> no offense to all our Indian listeners and viewers because we got quite a few of them, believe it or not, Kev. Yeah, let us know what you're... Uh, if, if there was a masked uh, Indian wrestler, what would you guys call it? Like, is it just a masked wrestler? Or do you guys have a name for it? We're curious. Yeah, would it be the... For example, El Pakistani... <laughs> the Pakistani or could it be El Punjabi like you know what I mean either way tell us what you would call him could he be uh, even uh, the shaman yeah ah. true. guru the guru like a guru the guru absolutely the guru Got actually the speaking of the be Pakistani yeah yeah I mean or could be the Bangladeshi yeah. I mean it could be anything but speaking of guru actually Kev funny you bring up the guru I saw the most fascinating shit on YouTube, bro, last week. And it was a guru from India with Mike Tyson, bro. Check that shit out. It is the most weirdest and funniest and great fucking thing I've probably seen in a long time. And it was by pure accident, bro. I don't know how this conversation... I don't even know how they got together, bro. But it was like some sort of public forum. And we had Mike Tyson and the guru. Literally uh, from India. Speaking of Mike Tyson, you know who the greatest Indian fighter of all time is? Uh, who? What was that great Tiger guy's name? Mike Tyson. Oh, Tiger Ali Singh. No, no, Tiger Ali Singh is a real wrestler, wasn't he? But what was oh, the yeah, yeah. You know, Mike Tyson's punch out? The, the Indian. Oh, Tiger Singh, I think I was. Tiger Singh. Yeah, yeah, he was well, the Turpin. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the greatest yeah. uh, Indian fighter of all time. He, he was, he was tough until he learned how to do the. The block, the block, the block, like you know. Yeah, then you start doing those punches like. Bzz, bzz, yeah. bzz. He was a bit of a prick, man. If you didn't know his pattern. Yeah, yeah, I, we figured it out it was easy, but like, when you're when you're a kid trying to figure it out, you're like, it, it was a pain in the ass. What beat. was his name actually? I want to. I'm pretty sure it was Tiger Singh or something like that. Um, I want to. I want to look that up. Indian boxer in uh, Punch Out. In Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Well, yep. he's on both anyway. 
think we're close to the name. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. In, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. This, but this double check. I hate when I'm not a hundred percent certain. Great Tiger. Uh, was it? Yeah, Great Tiger. Really? Damn, we were off. Maybe it was El, El Gato Pussy Grande after all. Yeah, maybe it's Great Tiger's <laughs> son is El Pussy Gato Grande. <laughs> the Great Tiger, not the Tiger Ali Singh. Yeah, just we just great said Tiger Ali Singh because we, we think wrestling first. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he was so overrated anyway, man. People think he was one... I know he was Canadian and all, but uh, apparently his dad was a legend back in the heyday. Okay. Apparently. So he's a second-generation wrestler. But, you know, Vince... Well, he, he sort of sees Indians, he's like, ah, they're big bastards, right? And then after about a week, which I don't blame him because I'd feel the same way, he'd be like, ah, what is that? You'll kick my dog? <laughs> Can you picture him trying to do an Indian accent? You'll kick my yeah. dog? <laughs> That'd be the funniest shit to me. He'd be like, ah, I, I, I can't stand it. I want to hear Vince do that southern accent he wanted Brody Lee to do. Well, oh, your fits to a southern accent too. That would probably be pretty funny. Well, he's originally from Car uh, North Carolina. Funny enough, dude. That's not the South. That's like the Northeast. Eh, but they still got a draw. Nah. Look at Jeff Hardy, bro. I mean, the Hardy Boys. That's North Carolina, know. not Connecticut. Oh no, I'm talking about North Carolina. That's oh, where. Oh, North Carolina. Oh, I thought you said. I was thinking. No, 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 no. Vince McMahon. He was actually born in one of the Carolinas originally. Wow. Yeah, actually, let me double check that one too. I'm yeah, sure Jeff of it. definitely has the twang. I never noticed Vince's twang. No, he doesn't have a twang, bro. That's probably why he hates... Apparently, he hates fucking Southern... Yeah. From Pinehurst, North Carolina, bro. Wow. There you go. That's probably why he hates all Southern folk. Yeah. But he loves New York. I bet he took dialect classes, too, just to get rid of his accent if he had one when he was younger. I bet you did. Yeah, but his accent's not really New Yorker either, though, dude. No, no, no. So it's just... He's just... He's got no real... He's just got a, an American accent, like, if that makes any sense. He doesn't really have an accent. Look, does he have any particular sort of accent to you? Not that I can tell. Yeah, same here. So, yeah, he's just a good old American. That's, I mean, I mean, that's all he is. And I, and I think he prefers that anyway. I don't think he would actually want to sound like... Can you imagine him sounding like a wise guy, bro? No, not at all. Oh, I just can't picture it. You know... <laughs> <laughs> nah, fuck that. I just can't. Yeah, nah, it wouldn't work. Not with Vince. He'd be like, ah, sound like shit. He'd sound terrible with a Boston accent too. Like, imagine him oh, like the car, the car. Fuck the car, you cap, you bitch, you cunt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it buzzes me up because sometimes I'm like, I have to like look twice. I'm like, was that an Aussie? Is he Aussie? <laughs> right? Because you know they say the same. Like the way they say certain words, yeah. the Boston accent. It's kind of very similar to the way, you know, how we say certain words like car, same thing. Um, just every word that's like that, they kind of put on an Aussie accent and then they go back to like a normal American accent. It's the weirdest thing I've ever heard, bro. How yeah, do they talk like that? You know, yeah. chowder, chowder. <laughs> yeah, chowder, 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 mate. Should start saying that. But anyway, enough of the chowder and more of AEW as Brian Danielson ends up winning by referee stoppage in a pretty good matchup, probably the match of the night, possibly. Would you say? Yeah, it was better than tag match just because the tag match had a couple botches and like we forgot to mention Swerve like 
like uh, falling off off the top rope. Pretty oh much. well, yeah, I did mention there was botches yeah. galore. I just didn't yeah. mention what botches, but uh, yeah, Swerve totally slipped. You could tell he was frustrated. There was another botch too in the match that I just can't think of at the top of my mind. But just take it from us, there well, was a few botches. The back of the head looked pretty bad too. Which which match? Guevara and uh, Danielson? Uh, in the, uh, the tag match, too. I think okay. Swerve did like a kick to the back of uh, one of their heads, too. It looked pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, like I said, dude, I still think all four of them were frustrated during that match. And I don't blame them at all. But after the, the Danielson-Guevara uh, match, <laughs> this made me laugh. I'm, I'm not going to lie. We have Ray Phoenix and Alex Abrejantes. I interviewed backstage about Penta El Zero Miedo's world title match tonight. They think Penta's going to win, please. As Alex suggests, Ray go after the All-Atlantic Championship as we get Christian Cage and Luchasaurus roll up and Cage makes a case for Luchasaurus getting a match for the All-Atlantic Championship as Orange Cassidy then rolls up and says, are you talking about me? Without looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> Which made me laugh. Do you want this? <laughs> and like, he's still not looking at him, right? And he says, next week, they'll do it. And then we go to a break. Yeah, I, I mean, it would have been okay if he looked at either of them too. And then... Uh, Total disrespected him, bro. Well, yeah. Well, then uh, being the right hand of destruction, Luchasaurus should have just beat the shit out of him right there. Where Christian should have like... How dare you? Christian should have told him to, forced him to. It was kind of like dumb, but I mean, but at least he got his title match. I will say that Christian did sort of pop to it though. He kind of did start laughing. So I'll did give him he? that. He did. He actually did. He tried to hide it, but he still laughed because he's probably thinking, Look at this motherfucker just turn up and do that. And you know what? I'll, I'll admit this. I'm not the biggest Orange Cassidy fan, but last week's Rampage, for example, he fucking made me laugh with, with when he was, you know, doing all of Mark Henry's lines. It's time for the main event. And he's in the fucking main event. You know what I mean? And then Mark Henry looks at him and goes, no, that's my line. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're making me laugh. That's that's good. And he did it again on Dynamite. So if he keeps doing this type of shit, eh, I'm all for it. I guess they're trying to add some layers to his character. I guess a little more comedic. As they should, dude. They should have a long time ago. Really, yeah. there was no substance to him other than he hasn't even been doing this, bro. Have you nah. noticed that? That's cool. I'm down for that. He will. <laughs> exactly. He will, unfortunately. Do you give uh, Luchasaurus the belt or no? Do you have uh, him pin? We uh, uh, need to build him up more, bro. And I'm not talking about just by beating Jungle Boy. Get this motherfucker to beat up some meaningful wrestlers in the company. Otherwise, why should he... Why does he deserve to be number one contender for the All Elite Championship? I mean... All Elite, All Atlantic Championship. It's like I was saying last week. They don't give mid card feuds. Like they don't want anybody to take a loss. You know, like Wardlow and Luchasaurus would be a great feud right now, but they, none of them will take the L. They don't. They don't let the uh, upper mid card feud with each other. That's the problem. Well, TK, take control of your damn company, man, and actually do some risque things because you can't try to protect everyone by a not having him show up on television for god knows how long like miro for example or b by not having anyone wrestle each other i mean their pay-per-views are once every two and a half months pretty much 
You gotta do something. And even like having this world championship matchup on Dynamite is so fucking pointless, Kev. Yeah, because you know who's gonna win. Exactly. We know who's gonna win. And every match know. doesn't have to be a total match. We don't need twenty seven total matches. That's why I laughed when Excalibur actually said, you know, we got a world title match tonight. It's rare, it hardly ever happens, except for last week and this week, and we get it two weeks in a row, and the commentators all start laughing, bro. And Taz's like, oh, I was going to say, uh, we had one last week, and we got another one this week. Like, rare? What rare, bro? What are you talking about? It would have like been every week. That, but it was interim for it was because uh, Paul oh, was yeah. Hurt. yeah, it was vacated. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Unbelievable. But he laughed at that himself anyway. And he botched up a few times, dude, where he mentioned. Uh, he was calling uh, Brian Danielson Sammy Guevara, bro. <laughs> Can you believe that shit? Anyway, <laughs> that's AEW. They give that, that gift song giving. Um, but we go to the next matchup, which is a women's matchup, finally. And it is between Jamie Hayter and Riho. Um, first of all, this match went way too long yep. because clearly Riho just had no fucking chance. And to be fair, I felt like she was pretty off in this match. She's as always Hader pretty off gets and always pretty clunky. No, but I, I don't know. This one in particular was more clunkier than usual. I just felt like they had no chemistry, bro. No, no. They pro- uh, have they wrestled before yet? One, time? one other time. And it's one all now between the two of them. Mm. Well, that's the problem with not having an independent circuit or a house show circuit. You know, you don't really get the, the reps of each exactly. other. Exactly. I've been saying that week in, week out pretty much too, dude. How are you supposed to have guys and girls learn shit when you've got nowhere to friggin' learn? Like, I mean, that's where you that's where you throw shit on the wall and see what sticks, and then you bring it up to television. You don't do it on television. Well, well, they just bring in Ring of Honor feuds and old Ring of Honor feuds on television. That's guess that's why like Matt Taven's getting a title shot when they only showed him on TV. You know. Well, they're gonna be on Rampage this Friday live where I think it's Matt Taven against uh, or is it the Kingdom against Ward Joe I don't have a fucking clue bro I think Matt Taven's going for the the one of the Ring of Honor titles you know what it means when, you know what happens when fucking there's all these fucking belts in um in AEW right Kev what's that mean everybody in the audience now listen to me carefully is being given a special package and I don't want you to open it do not open it cameras are on so do not open until I tell you. All right, open your boxes. Open your boxes. One, two, three. You get a call. 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 Everybody gets a call. Damn, TK gave you fucking some belts too. Yeah, he gave me two. Damn, where's my belt at, man? Come on, TK. You give everyone a belt, but check me. Under your seat. You check under your seat. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should check. But anyway, that's not the point. I look point like FTR right now, right? I got all these title deserving titles. Absolutely, you've earned them, bro. Absolutely earned them. At least this I mean, is from their show right here. This one. Wait, I, that, I'm more that belt my AW than FTR does. <laughs> right there that's a stinger right there dude I mean is that the dollar club wrestling world championship over there Uh, that's the the Intercontinental championship I'm not the current champion this is the one I won originally 
What is it? What's, what's it called? We have a hardcore intercontinental champion. <laughs> so you got to be like the hardcore of the hardcore intercontinental yeah, wrestlers like a, to go for that like one? Like the hardcore belt, but it's like the inter- they want to have an intercontinental <laughs> champion. It's a hardcore intercontinental champion, so there's no rules on the There's almost, it implies almost two things. It's almost like the, you know what would be a good championship belt? Maybe you guys should consider, man, and you can it's thank a- me later. The Mark, the Mark Tart Intercontinental Championship belt, bro. Whatever wrestlers the biggest mark for themselves earns that championship, bro. Well, Johnny the Jobber was making fun of the Hardcore Intercontinental Championship. He's like, I want to be the first ever European Cruiserweight Champion. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Makes sense. I mean, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Why not? I mean, if 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 TK has got the, an All Atlantic Championship, right? Where it's All Atlantic everything. There's no such thing as the Indian Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, the Black Sea. It's All Atlantic to TK why not man I think it would work absolutely the Mark Tart Intercontinental World Championship would be a brilliant one though dude as well it's got to be up there it's got to be up there you should make midget wrestling and have the North Pole (laughs) champion and pretend it's (laughs) the elves you know because the elves live in the North Pole and then you got you know the the sister promotion at the South Pole bro yeah down my end bro the South Pole's just below below me dude so I mean, come on, South Pole's where it's at, dude. Instead of bringing the Divas belt back and have the Stripper Pole Championship too, you know. <laughs> oh, dude! If you, oh my god, imagine that, dude. Instead of the Nacho Girls, you got the pole dancers, bro. Yeah, and and it's for everyone gets a belt, dude. I mean, come on, absolutely. I mean, I'd buy that shit for a dollar. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> That's just me. Do you think Renee Young respects the dollar? Uh, she can. Well, I think she did tonight. She respects the dollar. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, that's a shame because if only she was in here. I want my motherfucking money. Services rendered. Fuck a check. Return it to sender. Give me mine and legal tender, Mr. Manager. The venue was filled to capacity. Check the door box. Count my percentage and get that to me. Fuck me, fuck me on the door and we get all black with Millie's. Ball caps and billies. It's all raps for really. Fuck me on the door and we get all black with Millie's. Ball caps and billies. It's all raps for really. That was Renee's third <laughs> Buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sometimes it, you know how StreamYard is, man. You're pressing yeah, it yeah. and it doesn't work, and you have to press it again. So while you're sitting there, like, come on, work, fuck yeah, yeah. like pauses for a second before you hit. Yeah, play. weird. That's annoying. But anyway, so Renee, huh, gets the dollar for for tonight. Yeah, I, I analyzed everybody good tonight too. Like I wanted to give the tie, Melo. I just think she's the hottest thing ever, but. You can tell she's saving her sexy offer for Rampage, you know, for a match. Anna Jay was just there for a split second. Uh, Britt Baker was charismatic, but didn't really dress hot. She had a jacket on. Rebel's tits look good. I've uh, considered it for a second. wasn't on enough. Uh, I think, you know how, like, they don't let you say shit on TV anymore? They, they bleep it out? Oh, well, not for me. On Fight TV, uh, they don't bleep it out. Well, I think they're telling Jamie Hayter not to, like, have her ass crack hanging out. You see how her ass was covered more tonight? True, and was that a freaking tattoo on her thigh? Area yeah, that there? was hot. No, that was hot. So, oh, was that a birthmark, bro? <laughs> no, it was a tattoo. I know it's a tattoo. So, I almost oh. gave the Jamie Hater, um, but Renee just was looks elegant and cute. I gave it to Renee. Yeah, even though she was probably overdid it with the makeup and shit, because she naturally looks pretty good, man. I don't oh. think she needs to like pack on the makeup like she did tonight. 
She I think she was next to Soraya, on. and Soraya's like missed like lip injections, injections, oh. big tits, assing pumps. Like, honestly, bro, I don't find her that attractive anymore, bro. She was she was so good because she didn't look like the other diva. She was the anti. Right. You know, she was True. the girl next door, the, the the hot emo girl. You know, and now she's just like a pinup model, like everybody else. To me, I just when I see her, I just think of fucking whorebag, bro. <laughs> Like, I just think Don't get me wrong, I would smash and uh, oh, no, of course, but and, like, uh, I wish she didn't do that to herself. She was perfect, damn. But yeah, she overdid it, man. And and especially after desecrating the NXT, uh, was the no, sorry, the WWE Divas Championship, or was it the NXT Women's Championship? No, it was NXT Women's Championship, it was the NXT. They needed to change it right away after that. If I was any chick that won that bout after her. I'm like, get this shit out of here, man. I don't want to touch this shit. Man, I mean, that bitch is... She's something else, bro. Really, she should have got fired just for doing that, bro. Well, then they'd have to fire Xavier Woods or be sexist, you know? No, forget uh, that part. No, no, just for, like, what's his name? Blowing all over the fucking... Well, it's not her thumb on it. It's one of the dudes coming on it. But that's what I'm saying, dude. Still, the fact that she got the belt (laughs) and presented it, like... To me, it's just... Oh, man. I don't know, bro. She was nasty, bro. Like, back then. I guess she was only, like, 19, 20 back then. Yeah. Whatever. Once you're nasty like that shit, you're always nasty. That's it. Like, I don't know, bro. But you're right. She needs to relax on the fucking... uh, On the Botox, on the lips and shit. And she's just got the most whitest fucking foundation on. She looks like a porcelain doll almost, dude. Yeah, it's a good call, and uh, it's unfortunate. She's a beautiful woman. But was 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 yeah was. I think her face has been caked on one too many times, bro. Anyway, um, let's move on, shall we? As uh, we do get Jamie Hayter winning by pinfall with a ripcord lariat in a match that went way too long, and also just no chemistry at all whatsoever between the two of them. Whatever it is, what it is. Post-match, we get Tony Storm comes to the stage and ho- and holds up the title bout as Renee Paquette then interviews Eddie Kingston in a weird sort of interview, dude. But before I get to that, um, do, do you know how old Rebel is, dude? Uh, 34. 44. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Can you believe that shit? 44, man. Um, but anyway, uh, also, did you hear what Boot Baker said about um, what's her name Thunder Rosa on Swerve's podcast no less um, uh, were you sure that was about her she didn't say a name oh it was about her bro I, it wasn't about like steampunk it was definitely about her no it was definitely about Thunder Rosa apparently man I didn't hear it I just read the transcript uh, yeah I just read the transcript too and I'm like is this a-? I didn't think Thunder Rosa first I'm like you really talking crap on uh, steampunk I don't know. Do you, reckon, do you think I should sh- show our listeners and viewers what we're talking about? I'm sure it's on YouTube, just that little segment. Let's yeah, see yeah. if... Let's see, because we're up to the main event anyway after this, and then we can take it home. But let's see if I can find it. If she did, I do think there's legit heat um, with Boo Baker and Thunder Rosa. I actually think a lot of people don't like Thunder Rosa in the back, dude. Well, remember she had heat with uh, Eva Lee in the beginning too. So who True. knows? I love Eva Lee. I'm on Eva Lee's. I mean, I love Thunder Rosa too. But 
I really love Eva Lee. So I was a big fan of her. She was like one of the first people I got into Lucha Underground. So I was like disappointed when they got rid of her. Yeah, that's true, man. For sure. Uh, let's see. Eleven hours ago. All right. I think I, th I think I found it. It's really only eighteen seconds, bro. Might be. It's only like a paragraph. Let's see. I just want to test it out before I show everyone. If it is what. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna share it, and then everybody can hear it. Check this out, Kev man. Let me share that shit. All right. Come on, share that shit. Share. All right. You can see. You can obviously see the the warp zone right now. Um, can you see this right now, Kev? Yep. All right. Check this out, everybody. Let's go into that. Let's go. Let's what haven't? What bone have I not broken That's at this what I'm point? Did you fix your own? <laughs> my leg, my nose, twice. Hold now. on a minute. Hold on a minute. I'm gonna redo that because it's coming out of the wrong friggin' speakers, dude. God damn it. I love her accent when she talks too. Like in person when I heard it, I'm like, oh my god, I wanna marry you right now. You're so freaking Everyone tells me she's so much hotter, like in person yeah. and she's the way she talks life. too and her demeanor, like she just has a swag. Oh That's man. Cool. That's awesome. But anyway, back to this and we'll get to that in a minute. Can you hear the sound? Nah, no sound. What the hell is going sound on? The first time. Yeah, that's strange. All right, I'll I'll go back to the original one. Oh, I know why, dude. Jeez, I'm an idiot. All right, let me do that again. Sorry, my bad, folks. Barely sound. You can barely hear it. Barely. Yeah. Yeah, the first time it was perfect. Fabulous sound was at least what we were looking for. All right, let me do that one more time. I'll go back to that. Tell me if the sound works now. Let's go into that. Let's go. Let's what haven't? What bone have I not broken That's at this what I'm point? Saying. Talk. Did you my, fix your own? <laughs> my leg, my nose twice now. My wrist. I had a concussion, and I was at work every week because oh. that's where I wanted to be. I don't know how that's a diss to fucking uh, Thunder Rosa, but... That's not the whole quote. It wasn't? Said, no, she said that... Uh, like they, they asked her about the drama. And she said, uh, some people have egos and um, they think they're above the company. The only person that's above the company that's essential to AEW is Tony Khan. Everyone else is in, indisposable. And anybody else can be gone. So it's I hate that uh, the arrogant person that... Uh, thinks they're above everyone else and i took that was that cm punk or is that thunder rosa she's talking about i thought i thought it was cm punk interesting because nothing came up about it but anyway that was powerful sure i got I, that the gist of what she said but i didn't get it the exact wording right right uh yeah it's unfortunate that i can't fucking find the the actual quote but it doesn't matter i'm sure you can check it out at Swerve's City Podcast, whatever it's called. And uh and yeah, so anyway, everyone claim even the dirt sheets think it's about Rosa. I don't have a clue at this point. It doesn't really matter anymore, but it is what it is. Um but anyway, let's also go well, I've got to stop that. Let's go back to Dynamite. Um 
do you think Thunder Rosa though is actually injured, Kev? I think yeah, she's. I think she's. I think Conan confirmed it. That's the reason why I believe she is. I forget what I think she couldn't do like Triple Mania or something. Like I, I might be wrong about that, but I remember Conan saying he uh, he tried to book her for something and she couldn't because she legitimately was hurt. And he was talking shit on the uh, dirt sheet writers for being reckless and reporting that when she actually was hurt. But right, like right. Uh, Jargo said, Conan's a worker. You know he works people, so who knows? Yeah, but come on. Like like the Ortiz Santana thing, I truly think there's something up between them two, bro. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, you can think whatever you want because it's wrestling and I understand that. But like I always say, man, not everything's a damn work. Not everyone gets along. Shit happens, you know what I mean? Even in professional wrestling, folks, it is what it is. Anyway, uh, afterwards, like I was saying, we're up to Renee Paquette interviewing Eddie Kingston backstage. He says he's great, he's wonderful. That little thing where they talk, it's great. He's having a blast. This is a real smile. He wants to stop worrying about him and talk about his pal John Moxley. And he says he has to be honest. It's going to be hard for Johnny to to beat Penta because Penta's his boy. But he thinks he's going to take it and everyone else should leave him alone. Uh, what the fuck was this, bro? This is the weirdest fucking thing I ever saw. And where, what are they trying to do here, man? Uh, he don't know what he's doing, dude. I think him and Hangman are both just trying to do the opposite of what Cornette and their people are their uh people say about them. They want to just be contrarians and do it their way. He's trying to look like absolute shit. A great he looks like shit, bro, right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. lie. So just because all the the people on the internet said that he wants to do the opposite, that's what Hangman Page I think does too. They just want to be like, fuck you guys, I'm doing it my way. Not listen to anybody, and uh, it's just dumb. Yeah, dumb, dumb indeed. Well, I guess we can call both of them. If they were a tag team, they can be called Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, shit. yeah, broke back, Dumb and Dumber. Anyway, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I feel like uh, Kingston's is aura is gone. Does my mic sound the same? Uh, yeah. Why? What you do? I can't hear you now, Kev. You've totally lost audio. Can't hear you, brother. It says you your mic is muted. If you can hear me. There we go. Now I can hear you. Well, what were you doing anyway? I actually didn't see what, what was I up. I unplugged, and then uh, when I plugged it back in, it like it muted somehow. Yeah, it sounds better. Like... better right, talk again. Does it sound better now? Nah, there's a, there was a vibration, dude, like a bzzz sort of sound. Alright, vibrating. Let me try unplugging it. No, nah, no, nah, see, when you got it there, it, oh, whatever, sorry. Do what you need to do. When you sort of pulled it back, it seemed alright. I can't hear you right now, though, because you're still muted. Okay, I guess whenever the wire comes out. There of we go. There all we right, go. cool. Are you, are you using a USB mic or an XLR mic? Uh, USB. Alright. No, no, I was just going to say because um, you can play around with the settings and you can generally, you know, can get it sounding even better than, than normal. But yeah, you know, you sound you sound great. I'll show you the, uh... yeah, I got like a mic, a mic kit. This is my oh, iPod nice. too. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Now that's awesome, man. You know, it's funny. I'll... USB podcast micro, micro, micro kit. How much, how much is, does that mic go for? I forget. I bought two of them uh, 
like two years ago that I, I was going to give the other one to like if uh, Johnny the Jobber wanted it or like I was originally going to podcast with somebody else and just give it to uh, the other person, but uh, that person backed out. So I just kept it as a backup now in case something goes wrong with oh, this absolutely. one. Now you sound incredible, actually, dude. Whatever you did, for some reason, now you sound so much more clearer, dude. Nice, nice. Yeah, man, now much better. But anyway, let's get back into Dynamite because we finally got to our main event. It is John Moxley, your AEW World Champion versus Penta El Zero Miedo, and it is for your AEW World Championship. Um, I'll go sort of blow for blow because I usually do for the main events. It's, it's not even that much. But forehead to forehead, we start off with as Moxley is shoving him, Penta backing him into the corner, and they trade chops with uh, Abandon. Shifting to forearms, just pasting, just pasting each other to the floor as Penta dives on him to send us to a break. When we come back from commercial, Moxley with a boot up and belly to belly suplex into the turnbuckles. Penta then with a sling blade for a near fall, looking for the package pile driver, but Mox cuts him off with an ace crusher. Uh, and then we got another pile driver for two as John shifts right into the crossface. Shifting gears again, overhead elbows into a bulldog headlock. Zero breaks free, elbows, uh, and then we got Moxie rolling out, double leg into a wrist clutch stomps as he's falling back into the cross armbar reverses though after that. Back into the he breaks, he tries to break. I'm talking about um Penta's trying to break John's arm, but can't keep him down. Then Moxie's on the steps, Penta wants the pole driver but jump on the still steps with a big lariat and nope double stomp into the corner fear factor and John Moxley won't stay down then we get a paradigm, uh, paradigm shift and a roll through as John Moxley wins by pinfall with a death rider to retain his AEW World Championship in the most predictable match of the year possibly I mean shit how the mighty have fallen in three years. You know, I remember Penta was like, oh my God. great free, free agent signing. Everyone couldn't wait to see him. He could have been a world champ. You, you could have went to Pentagon Dark, which he kind of did at one point, and could have yeah. been taken serious again after they already fucked up their tag team. Um, now they're just known as being sloppy. Um, uh, it was a good match, though. It didn't go too long. The uh, the afterbirth after the match kind of thought it was dumb, though. Um, well, well, speaking of dumb, Oh, and I'll get into the post-match stuff. As the firm then hit the ring and beat Moxley down, Stokely Hathaway comes to the ring to conduct the show. He gets up on the turnbuckles as security comes down and his men beat the guards down too. I forgot to mention... Uh, no, no, sorry. This happened post-match anyway. He beats the guards down too. Alex Marvez is outside the Blackpool Combat Club's locker room where they're chained inside... And a crew member runs to get the bolt cutters. This is this is pro wrestling 101 in many ways. Like, you know, how many times have we seen this shit over the years? Anyway, MJF comes to the ringside and looks conflicted, taking his jacket off, but he can't bring himself to the ring and stop the firm. Except he comes running back full steam. He fires Stoke. Ethan Page lays him out with a big boot. And the firm beats Friedman down too. All ego hits the ego's edge on MJF. They take MJF for the ramp and Morrissey then drags him over to the timekeeper's table as they powerbomb him through it and that's the show and I'm left confused. Yeah, um, 
so who's going to be the main guy in the firm? Like, uh, why'd they do this? Um, is this going to get anybody over? Because um, MGF's <laughs> going to win this feud. And they got, uh, MGF is half bad, half good. He's the devil, so obviously he's not a good guy. Is him and Moxie going to team up to fight these guys? No. <laughs> like, what the hell are they doing? Is Morrissey, are they actually going to make Morrissey legit and be the guy? But he's off TV every other week. He, like, I, is captain, he even signed to AEW, Kev, as a matter of fact? I don't think he is. Didn't they give him the, the graphic or no? I'm, I'm just thinking that because they, they said he was in the firm. I've never seen it, bro. I've never seen the graphic. I mean, mm. heck, Roosh signed just what a week ago. Yeah, I don't and get I, that, why he would want to, especially after what's happening with Andrade. But the fact that they announced Roosh last week when all this time I thought he was already signed months ago. Well, I, I thought he was signed with Ring of Honor. Did they sign him to AEW though this time now? Isn't it the same thing? Apparently not. Cole Cabana's Ring of Honor. CM Punk was was uh, wasn't. Well, and also at the fucking um, what's it called? The Briscoe Brothers also signed to Ring of Honor, but they're doing nothing. nothing. Yeah, because the network doesn't want them on or some shit because of what one of the guys said. I think about homophobic shit, which 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 he said like fifteen years ago. Like seriously, fuck's sake. Anyway, that it is what it is. Anyway, Kev, before we take it home, what was your overall feeling of the show? Is 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 MJF a fucking babyface? I don't he's even a, know anymore. He's a heel. Um, I I, I like the show. I I would give it a thumbs up over a thumbs down, but not like an emphatic thumbs up. There's so much good to love on uh, Dynamite, but there's also so much fuck fucking stuff that annoys you. No AEW reminds me when like an NXT guy would move up to WWE and then they would book him wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, that's what Dynamite turned into. They have all this talent that they are just pissing off how they're not booking right. And then, crazy, uh, yeah, then they're booking the wrong guys. Um, but you can build these guys up to be interesting, but they don't do that. They just jump the gun and force. It's like forcing Daniel Garcia is like forcing Mad Cat Moss up your face. You know, like build him <laughs> up. If he gets over, let him let him move him up. You know. Um, but you can't just force these guys down your throat, you know. Um, learn from past mistakes. They continue to force all these fucking pricks down our throats, and you wonder why the IWC becomes so cynical. But you know what? I don't, I don't think TK even gives a shit, bro. What we think. Everyone says it. He's just playing with toys, you know. He's just playing with toys. When he, which one he feels like playing with this week, he plays with. Even when he has to play with his balls, that means he's playing with his balls. If he's got any, that is. But. Uh, I mean, yeah, man, he's just like um, Lana said, which you alluded to earlier. Is that Jumanji behind you? Yeah, I saw the tail. I saw the tail, man, like a submarine just going. (laughs) Or is that El Gato Pussy Grande? Uh, Maybe it's his his pet. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's his daddy. His daddy. His daddy, meow. Hey, Jumanji. Jumanji making an appearance. Well, his tail making an appearance. Right here on the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish. He's actually becoming a regular now, actually, Kev. Yeah. He's not really on my show because I set the backdrop up, you know? But, like, right, when right. I, I like to always well, differentiate when I'm on a guest show. On he's on my show, damn it, and I'm happy yeah. to have him. He's a regular on yours. Absolutely. Now, before we go, I, I'll, I'll say this. I felt like we had a strong hour number one of Dynamite, and then I, it started falling off come hour number two, in my opinion. Our number one was great. Our number two, meh, not so. 
And the thing is, TK wants an L number three on Dynamite, bro. Can you believe that? If it's a uh, talk show or something, maybe like a uh, talking smack, like a talking dynamite <laughs> show, you know, like talking, a talk- talking explosions, or maybe like just impact. one hour of rampage, or excuse me, one hour of uh, Ring of Honor. But it looks like they're going to get a streaming deal. Not that. That'd be uh, I different. Think- that's pretty much confirmed, man. They're pretty much going to get that HBO Max mm-hmm. streaming deal. Um, well, he also mentioned, though, that he wants a second hour for Rampage. So he wants three hours of Dynamite, two hours of Rampage, Ring of Honor on top of that. What the fuck is wrong oh, with wow. you? Don't anyone learn from previous fucking mistakes? From history. It started with Nitro going three hours. That didn't work. That was the beginning of the end and now then WWE's doing it everyone hates that and now TK wants to do this wants to do the same what's wrong with this guy maybe he needs to like they're uh, I know they're making money but they can't be making what they want to be making so they need the extra ad revenue you know look how much money they make on Raw that third hour just for ad revenue and then uh, maybe he just needs that ad revenue to make up for all this this crazy spending these NDAs you know these uh, millions of dollars just to shut people up because you don't want people to talk crap on you you know it's <laughs> so you gotta make crazy, up for bro. that somehow eventually just quietly kev there's some sort of weird buzzing going on with your mic but it's irrelevant because we're at the end of the show anyway but i can hear you clearly but it's just a bzz. there we go huh. stop sort of that's weird but anyway kev you know what tell them where they can find you my man i think we can take it home we've done over one hour and 40 minutes dude wow, wow. we went off the cuff a couple of times went off off topic yeah, we that's did. why I love cool, that, yeah. man. It's, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Uh, if you guys check me out, I'll be on the Dallas podcast there. Uh, we do wrestling matches. We have a promo league against each other, too. Hashtag Dollar Club Wrestling Promo if you want to challenge us for that beautiful Hardcore Intercontinental Championship. i just show you we're a world championship. Um, but definitely we'll check out tomorrow night on our, on our YouTube channel and our Facebook channel. Uh, follow us at Dollar Club 24-7 on Facebook. Uh, we have our, our first premium special event tomorrow night. Rock yes. Hard Jim Perrandi versus Ungato Pussy Grande. A, uh, a casket match, a hardcore casket match, outdoor brawl, with live commentary from Jeff Lipman and the, the great and powerful Jimmy T of the PWC, DJ Mass Effects, and a lot of other stuff. Absolutely. Can't wait, bro. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, everybody. Facebook Live, YouTube Live. Absolutely, Mischief Night tomorrow night, 8 p.m., like Kev said. Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at the PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects down there. Also, please like and subscribe right here at the PWC Network.podbean.com where you can find all our shows, including Kev's. Also, channel82.com, Hameen Media Group.podbean.com, theblowoffpod.com, PW Hustle and anywhere that I might have forgotten. Heck, even Dollar Club Wrestling on YouTube. Also, speaking of YouTube, you can find us on there on our new channel, the PWC Network, where we're also live right now. We're live on Facebook every week, and we're live on Twitter also. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Kevin Sexy Tom Panetta, the Dollar King, and you've been listening and watching the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PWC Network. Peace. And recognize him. Not him, but Jimmy. Rock hard. Go Phillies. Peace out.
with breaking news from Dollar Club Wrestling. Dollar Club champion Rock Hard Jim was viciously attacked by a masked assailant outside of 112 North Midland Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania earlier this morning. Here's security footage that we recovered from the scene. After the assault, we were able to get a few words from the not-so-enthused champion via satellite. What do you call a man that attacks you from behind? I guess the word would be a coward. Well then what is the word for a man who attacks you from behind? It has a mix. I think the word is little bitch. You just made the biggest mistake of your life, little bitch. Because I am the champion. I am Dollar Club Wrestling. And I make the rules. So on October 27th, at Mischief Night, with the title on the line, you will be there. And you will recognize me. If you have any information on this mask assailant, please contact your local authorities or email dollarclubwrestling at gmail.com. This is Courtney Bensley from Channel 10 News, signing off. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.